Welcome to Christian Curious with Dr. Haley Scott of Denver Seminary. What are the challenges we face in today's church and culture in a postmodern, post-Christian era? Dr. Haley believes that in addressing those issues, the church must adopt a missional mindset. Christianity does hold the answers to the big questions of today's culture. Let's join Dr. Haley for today's edition of Christian Curious. Despite the decline in Christianity, the Bible remains the world's most printed, most sold nonfiction book on the market today. With over more than 80,000 versions of the Bible, it might seem impossible to create something new and innovative with a millennial old text. This is Christian Curious with Haley Gray Scott and Hannah Greaser. Christian Curious is about staying curious about what's happening in the world and how the church can minister to the, the people in the culture today. Hannah, I'm curious, how many versions of the Bible do you own? I think two. I stick with my trusty ESV study Bible. It's huge. Um, and then I think I have some NIVs from the past. I had a passion translation, but I lost it. So, <laughs> right. That's it. I tried to count and I lost count because I have so many. I have the message. I have NRSV, S, uh, mm-hmm. ESV, NIV, and so many different versions of faith, life, uh, recovery Bible, all these type of different Bibles on the, on the market. So I just quit counting. But um, so it seems like there would not be room for something new and innovative and fresh to present um, what the Bible tells us. But today, Tom and Joni Schultz, the founders of group, group Publishing, have found a way to produce a unique and innovative approach to the Bible with their new book, Eyewitness, the Visual Bible Experience. As the author mentions in the book, Jesus told stories more than anything else. Taking from his cue, Eyewitness is an approach to the Bible that highlights the stories of the Bible. It contains important stories from the Bible with beautiful, imaginative illustrations. Joni Tom, welcome to the show. Thank you. Great to be with you. So what is the mission of group publishing, and how do you think that Eyewitness reflects that? Well, our mission at group is that we create experiences to help people grow in relationship with Jesus and each other. And so Eyewitness, as an innovative approach to God's Word, we really believe is an amazing experience that pulls people in through art and first-person telling of the Bible stories. The Bible characters are, uh, you get immersed in their life because they're telling what their relationship with God might have felt like, and all true to what's actually in the Bible. Hmm. What so? What was the that initial inspiration or that initial spark t- for the creation of Eyewitness? Well, it's it's a unique project for a group to do, but one of the things that inspired us actually uh, came from a children's story Bible that we did called Friends with God, and it used a first person approach to Bible characters from Adam and Eve to. Joseph, Daniel, Moses, Abraham, uh, Rahab, all all the characters of the Bible told in first person. And what happened with that children's Bible is adults would look at it and go, this is, this is amazing, visually and visually beautiful and uh, fun to see. But they would say, I I wish there was something like this for adults. Hmm. Wow, this would really help me. 
And so that was the inspiration for us to say, what if there were a first-person storytelling Bible that uses art to draw people in? And that's how the idea was born, and we took it from there. How do you think the art... Because, I mean, this is not your typically, you know, illustrated Bible. I mean, this is amazing, beautiful work done by more than 120 different artists. I mean, so what does the art bring to the table? What, how is the art, how do you think the art is impacting people when they pick up Eyewitness? Well, you're right that uh, this is unusual for us, especially for people, I think, who have uh, grown up around the Bible maybe have grown up around church and are used to the art that we began seeing in Sunday school, which uh, is pretty traditional and predictable uh, pictorial of what uh, the artists thought the the biblical scenes might look like. This is an entirely fresh approach. I mean, what what you see in Eyewitness are not uh, the Sunday school depictions. They are really fresh, done by all of these different artists from around the globe. And it's it's that... uh, freshness, I think, that is part of what really draws people in to this project. They're seeing these scenes depicted in ways that uh, they've never seen them before, and if a person is not familiar with the Bible or didn't grow up around it, it's uh, it's a refreshing and compelling way to uh, understand or at least get uh, an idea visually from uh, these artists' interpretations of what those scenes might have looked like thousands of years ago. So the the art is uh, uh, it's it's not children's art. It's it's very much an adult uh, version of art from these artists who are uh, really uh, top line artists from around the world. These are artists who do work for the largest companies and and corporations and movies and so on. So their their interpretations are. Uh, really uh, compelling and and uh, visually stunning. So that's uh, that's where that uh, that art uh, aspect really came from. You know, Joni touched on this a little bit earlier about the, you know, how this might help people, and as you did as well, Tom. But I'm thinking about, you know, what is the the heart. Uh, gap, the gap in understanding the Bible and experiencing the Bible. What do you hope, what is the, what is this approach? Why do you think this approach is needed? You know, I think uh, in some ways, with all good intentions, we have placed the Bible in a very strict box. Uh, for people. By that I mean that uh, whenever we refer, especially in the Church, to the Bible, it's usually around an academic feel. Right. Uh, you know, we, we, we talk about, uh, when, when preachers preach the, uh, from the Bible, they'll refer to the Bible story as the text, a very biblical world, word. When we talk about getting together to uh, enjoy or explore the Bible, we call that a Bible study. So we've, and there's nothing wrong with those things, it's fine, uh, but uh, I think we've restricted uh, in people's minds the Bible as a textbook rather than uh, its full purpose for us in, uh, in presenting a, a loving picture of the character of the living God. So 
part of what we're trying to do with this project is expand people's view of the Bible beyond simply an academic thing to study and more of uh, a love letter, an exciting, compelling uh, story from God of his love for us over the centuries. Right. You know, I have... um two degrees from seminary. And so, and in those years that I was in seminary, uh, I learned how to study the Bible academically. And it's been a real struggle for me to approach the Bible ever since then in a non-academic manner, because I was trained so thoroughly to, to, to study it that way. And so what I think that eyewitness can do is it can actually address the emotional component of reading the Bible, which in turn, affects the relationship a person has with God because it has that emotional connection and the emotional connection is a really important aspect of uh, fueling your relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Right, and totally agree with that. In fact, Haley, one of the things that we did is when we identified the stories that we wanted to have in here, I think there are what, 39 stories that we we went through each one of them and uh, started with scripture and then said, what's the emotion that's connected with this? Because that's the human part of uh, God's love for us. He came to be one of us. And each person has experienced God in their own personal way. So it, it definitely tied into that. Uh, and it was a great journey for us to have our author uh, work on that, write this in first person. He's a biblical scholar himself, but um, it was fun to see how these artists from around the world took that first person story, and we gave them a lot of freedom to express it, and they dug into the Bible itself. Uh, I've heard a story just this week about somebody who said she read it and had to go to Scripture to see, how is this really in the Bible? (laughs) And it is. It is. That's cool. It can be um, a storytelling piece in itself, but also a tool to read accompanying the Bible. That's so neat. Yeah. And I love what you said about, you know, connecting the Bible, a Bible story with a particular emotion. Like I know, you know, people can go on y'all's website and find one of the chapters for free. Um, I think it's the one with Eve and it talks all about regret. And you really feel that when you look at the pictures and um, hear her perspective of the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anybody can get a sample of it at experienceeyewitness.com and you can get a flavor for what it feels like. Yeah. And something that we think is really um, cool about this book is how you worked with artists from all around the globe. So what was it like, you know, kind of working across international borders and what does the di- the di- diversity bring to the book? Oh, well, it was uh, crazy fun, interesting, a challenge, because there was a language barrier, too. We were working with somebody who was working with the artists across the globe who knew those people, and um, it was an interesting challenge, but they uh, just took it up with gusto, and I love how we worked, because we gave them the first-person story and the scriptural text and said, illustrate it according to their style. We wanted very different styles of art, and that was fun. So you get this very global sense when you go through the book of 
just how different people would see uh, God's interaction with humanity. Hmm. And it, it was fun and uh, a back and forth for sure. But we gave the artist a lot of freedom to express it. So uh, I think that's why you get the richness in the visual experience. Hmm. That's great. Thank you, Joni. Mm-hmm. You know, in Eyewitness, you're dealing with real biblical stories. And so um, how does an artist or a writer balance creative ter- interpretation while maintaining complete biblical truth? Well, that's something from the get-go that uh, we wanted to make sure that uh, we did. And in fact, uh, once uh, we were underway, we had biblical scholars on the outside review the uh, the text as well as the art to make sure that uh, it was consistent with Scripture. But uh, the art, especially the art, of course, is uh, very much an interpretation of something that we don't have a visual record of uh, in a very solid sense. We don't have photographs from 2,000 years ago. Right. Uh, Wouldn't it be great to have photographs and even like a video clip of yeah, vis- right. Jesus teaching the Sermon on the Mount? That Wouldn't that be awesome? Exactly. That would be yeah. awesome. So these are these are uh, what what came to the artist's imagination, and uh, I think it's fascinating that uh, the artist came up with different views than I had for sure from my past reading of those stories. But uh, that's on the one hand, it, it's really refreshing, I think, and, and eye-opening for us to be able to see another person's interpretation of what things might have looked like. But also, I think it's uh, it. It is uh, an aspect that I think God intended from the get-go with his word in that uh, we each take away from it uh, some different uh, perspectives than the next person might. Uh, When you take a look at Jesus' parables, I think those are great examples of stories that uh, each one of us can read, and they impact each one of us in a different way. We come away with a uh, a different perspective than the person next to us. And I think that's in, by intent. I think that's the that's the wonder and majesty of God's Word, is that it speaks in a customized way to each person. So uh, I think this this project is an example of that, on, on how God can speak to us in, in different ways individually. Well, you know, I think another part of that is how each of the stories is written in the first person, like from the perspective of Rahab, from the perspective of Eve, from the perspective of um, each different person and story, the, the, you know, the subject of the story is actually speaking in the first person, you know, and it's always been said that it's really hard to, you know, people in the Bible are not, it's really hard to judge people once you hear their story. And, Mm -hmm. you know, this book really written in the first person, of course, it's, you know, there's some creative license there, but to hear a person speak about what happened to them in the first uh, in the first person, like Eve, what it was like to go and eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, um, to hear about Rahab's experience and how she likes walls. She lived in a wall. And so to hear from the first perspective really helps us to understand, gives us a better understanding of what that person was like you know i've often you know in recent months uh with the pandemic i have thought about how we look at people in history with a very judgmental eye and we automatically because we know how everything turned out we kind of assume like 
Why didn't you see this coming? Why did you do it this way? And we can forget that, you know, the people in history are actually people like us. I mean, right now, all we have is a day before us. That's all we have. And we don't know, you know, Tolkien says, even the very wise cannot foresee all ends. And um, so I think that this book really helps us to think in a historical way. And it brings people to life by using the first person narrative. Yeah, I, I think that's so right on. I think sometimes we've we put these Bible characters on a pedestal, and they are heroes of the faith in many ways, but they're also real people just like you and me, and they have their own foibles and, and so on and own weaknesses. And uh, to be able to tell these stories in first person, I think, brings that humanity into it that, that tells us, well, well, they may not be too far off of, of what we are like, what we are going through. I, I love the story of Moses in Eyewitness. Uh, it, it begins by saying, I'm not who you think I am. And uh, go, Moses goes through in first person telling about how uh, he's thinking of, of his weaknesses and how inadequate he is to carry out what God had in mind for him. And you know, we, we tend to think of Moses as this, this hero of the faith, and in fact, uh, he's just like you and I. And right. He struggled deeply we, with insecurity. Yeah, exactly. And that, I think, is freeing for us, and it also opens the door for us to realize, you know, these stories from the Bible are not an isolated thing in the past. The story of God working through his people is a continuing story. And we're part of that story. Mm-hmm. We're characters in that story, just as they were. And I think that that's an important aha for people. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so through going through this process, from doing the research to reading the, f- the final product yourselves, um, is there something specific or a slew of things that God revealed to the both of you that maybe you hadn't, um, hadn't known before? Well, I I love how God works and how God surprises us and how God reveals himself. So we you know, this this whole project was very collaborative with our team. And one of the things that, you know, our prayer was that people I love your show Christian Curious because we wanted this to be something that would appeal to people who maybe have been intimidated by the Bible mm-hmm. and we wanted this to be something where we want God just opened himself up to people. And so that's one of the great things that we have seen and the surprises that God's given us little glimpses of how people have taken this uh, book, loving to give it as a gift. I mean, we've had people give it to someone who's dying of cancer. We've had people give it as Christmas gifts, wrapped it as in Christmas wrapping and, and highlighted the Mary story. And uh, we've had people, I've I used it as like a housewarming gift. And it's something that you want to give people because it's a beautiful, I don't want to say like a coffee table book, but it kind of is. That's what I was going to say. It's yeah, kinda, it's because like, it's so beautiful. It's gorgeous. And it's like a magnet from teenagers. We've heard stories. A pastor said, I came into my office and there was my teenager and she grabbed it off my desk and First of all, she wasn't looking at her phone. She was looking at this book and goes, Dad, this is really cool. 
also it appeals to young people and and artistic people who just love art and then are drawn in because of the beauty of the piece and then the story of it. So it, it is, it's appealing to that whole curious group of people. Uh, and then what has been a fun surprise is how God's revealed himself to actual pastors and people who have been studying scripture forever and look at this and it gives a fresh perspective to them which is a neat surprise. I think even our own pastor, he took a look at it and says, i got to use this in my sermon. Does, has someone just read one of the stories? And I think the month before Christmas, they sold five cases of these eyewitnesses to people in the congregation wow. because they wanted to give it to people. Because if you are a believer, you desperately want other people to know the joy and love of God. And this is a great way, very, um, it, it almost is a witness in itself. <laughs> it, it, uh, it just pulls people in. And that is the beautiful gift that God's given us, to be able to see that. And um, I've even used it in my book club, Neighborhood Book Club. And it's a wide range of women who are part of that. And everybody read it and just had amazing stories to tell of how it touched them. And they're uh, across the board and a lot of different uh, beliefs and feelings. And I loved how this eyewitness was able to speak to them too. So it's God's been surprising us. And isn't that just how he is? Right. Well, before we go, I have a final question for you both. And I want you to tell me very, um, what was your favorite um, story? I mean, we're not supposed to have favorite stories in the Bible, just like we're not supposed to have favorite kids. But um, what story leapt out to you? Oh, boy. Well, I, I mean, you want to do yours first? I, I, <laughs> there are so many that are so cool. But just one, one. Of them that surprised me was, the woman caught in adultery and oh, the story yes. is, is told by this first person from this woman who's you know ripped out of uh, the man's bed and then being pulled away and expecting to be stoned to death and it's very vivid in its explanation of what she's going through but the very last line of that story was um, I know Jesus came to be the Savior of the world, but today he's my Savior. And I love that. That's I amazing. That. Yeah, but it, and the art is beautiful and gripping, and uh, but that was a surprise to me. And I so many favorites. But, right. Um, what, what one would you choose? Yeah, I've got a bunch too, but one that uh, comes to mind first for me a lot of times is uh, kind of surprising, actually. It's a story of the temptation of Jesus, and it's told, since this is a first-person story, uh, a storybook, it's told from the perspective of Yeah. Satan. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. It, it, it is just so intriguing to see uh, how the author told this story from Satan's point of view, and it revealed and reminded me of uh, this 
side of our spiritual world that is so devious and sneaks up on us in such uh, a tricky and devious way uh, that it, it, it presented uh, Satan as uh, this uh, force that uh, can sneak up on us and can, uh, in a very subtle way, capture our hearts and minds in a dangerous way that uh, it, I, I just find it uh, compelling, kind of creepy, uh, <laughs> memorable. <laughs> right. Uh, yes, it is. Definitely. I agree. Well, if people want to pick up a copy of Eyewitness, where can they go? Uh, you can go wherever uh, books are sold, and you can go to any of your online uh, e-tailers as well. Uh, Amazon has it. Uh, you can go to group.com and uh, find it. So it's, uh, it's everywhere books are sold. Thank you so much. Tom, Joni, it was so great to have you back on Christian Curious. Thank you. Oh, thank you. And thank you, listeners, for checking out Christian Curious. To find out more about our show, log on to our new website at christiancurious.co. That's christiancurious.co. And remember, if you have any questions about God, Christianity, culture, email us. You can email me, Haley, at christiancurious.co or Hannah at Hannah at christiancurious.co. As always, stay curious. Thank you for listening to Christian Curious with Dr. Haley. You can contact her with your comments or questions about today's show at her email, drhaley at christiancurious.org. That's D-R-H-A-L-E-E at christiancurious.org. You may also learn more by visiting the Christian Curious website, christiancurious.org. Join Dr. Haley again next week for Christian Curious on AM 670 KLTT.